Hello, my name's Graham Newman. I'm the founder of Design School Asia. Throughout this Making and Doing series, I'm asking leading creative, technology and business industry experts how their practice is responding to change and how this change can foster cultural, economic and social benefit in Southeast Asia. In today's program, we're looking at user experience design, or UX UI as it's also known, from the perspective of those who design our digital experiences, and more importantly, as the name suggests, the users. UX UI's success or failure from a design perspective begins with framing how the user will engage with the product, and this is typically done with creating user personas based on demographic assumptions and, ideally, concept testing along with understanding business requirements, being responsible for conceiving and conducting user research, interviews and surveys, and translating them into sitemaps, user flows, customer journey maps, wireframes, mockups, and prototypes across web applications, Android and iOS. User experience design is Southeast Asia's fastest growing creative industry. A rewarding and lucrative career awaits anyone interested to work at the intersection between data analysis, technology and design. Sadly, only one has to look at LinkedIn and the other top job boards to see the scale of the employability gap. Basically, there are not enough people to fill jobs, which is absurd, in a regional recession. Something is clearly missing, possibly the lack of dedicated university courses offering user experience design, including computer science modules at undergraduate level to produce graduates with the right skills and competencies to bridge the seismic gap between the design and technology professions, allowing Thailand and other ASEAN members to roll out large-scale technology projects such as the agriculture, biotechnology and food processing S-curve industries, and arguably more importantly, government e-self-service. There is a difference of opinion here, depending on who you talk to, with the creative industries on one side and government ministries on the other, and it seems that at present, sadly, neither want to particularly talk to each other. The recently published Thailand Digital Transformation Report from Deloitte recommends tax incentives should be offered to entrepreneurs in order to promote a more competitive tech-led innovation environment in Thailand and that Thailand has seen some initial movements. For example, the Digital Economy Promotion Agency, or DEPA, aims to make Thailand an Internet of Things hub of Asia, as it tries to boost digitalization. Critics remain skeptical, along with procurement and vendor selection times, amongst many other reasons, why e-self-service initiatives from government perpetually fail. Some answers may be drawn from lessons learnt in the private sector, We'll be looking at these issues through the lens of private healthcare and retail banking digital transformation in Thailand. We'll find out about how user experience design is e-enabling members of the public with business-to-consumer services and discuss current accessibility provisions, if any, to e-services for the visually impaired. To unpack this, we'll talk to Kun Apon Palanuwed, Chief Technology Officer at Five Lab whose background is in industrial design, software architecture, programming, physical computing, user experience and interface design. Five Lab build websites and apps for top-tiered corporations and government agencies in Thailand. And later, we'll talk to Kun Tananan Ratana Pongwibu, UX UI designer at Siam Commercial Bank, and find out about how user experience design can enable society through empathy 
and offer some tips for design students who are considering user experience design as a career. So um, the, um, the main narrative for um, healthcare website or application, say mobile applications, are how you can drive a customer to make appointments, right? So, so that's the ultimate goal. Um, because like every user who come in um, has to convert. I mean, they want to convert from like prospect um, customers, patients to um, to be a hospital customer, which is an appointed mm. customer, right? So that's so that's the main user journey that we. We need to focus about in every um, projects that we do for for clients is the appointment, and and because the you know like there are a lot of like intertwined systems in hospitals, so they have their own internal systems, and we are building another system on top of them. So there are a lot of like moving parts that we need to figure out. For example, um, where do we get the doctor profile, right? So um, so most most hospitals has their own, um, you know, like uh, internal software where they keep all the user profile, um, all the doctor profile and all the appointment system, all the equipment um, information in there, right? So we need to be able to communicate um, you know, meaning retrieving that information on, on the website that we build and then um, creating an appointment system on top of that, right? Um, and, and, you know, like hospitals, like especially the big ones, has like 50, um, 30 to 50 centers and clinics. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge, mm-hmm. right? And there are like subclinics, right, in, 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 in each one. So um, how do we so so the so the um, the most important thing is how we can bring um, the customer from not really knowing where to go, right? Because like they might come with a symptom, they might come with a question, they might come with a um, concerns. Um, they don't even know like what was happening to them right? like in, in their body. Um, how do we get that? Um, questions into appointments um, through the user experience design. So from my experience, right, for working with um, many, many hospitals, so the, the, the range of customers are like huge. Mm. Um, from a patient who bring their children to the hospital. So they are maybe they're in like 40s, 50s, 60s. Mm. Um, we have like teenage, teenage customers like in their 20s. We have um, foreigners, right? Foreigners um, who live in Thailand and foreigners who are, you know, living outside Thailand. So, so in, inbound health tourism. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. And there are a lot. I mean, like pre-COVID, um, there are like inbound um, medical tourism, right? And yeah, we need to serve them all because it's hospital. We need to serve them all. Mm. This is quite a huge undertaking to actually e-enable yeah. a hospital. Um, if, if we kind of unpack the uh, project management side of it, uh, how, how do you break up your milestones and actually get this thing delivered on time? Right. Um, so, averagely, um, uh, the project that we, that we do for, for, for hospitals are, the, the timeline is about six months. 
Right. And the first two months is like going back and forth with the hospital management team and especially marketing team. Um, what's what's your goal? What's the um, look and feel that that looks that that aligns with the the, the corporate identity with the yeah. hospital and also like align with um, what. The customer would expect from a modern hospital, mm. like uh, it has to look like it might need to follow the trend of web design a little bit. You know, like we have a lot of like minimalism going on. We have a lot of um, gradient colors. We have a lot of um, uh, micro and um, micro interactions going on on the website. So we need to like you know add that you know back and. And and another two months for for implementing the design itself, which is um, a really tough and delicate job. Doctors, clinics, expertise, specialties, and you know there are, there are a lot of like taxon- taxonomies. If you if you know that word, taxonomies um, going on because we need to be able to link. Especially, um, for example, you know this doctor who has this specialty will belong to this clinic, will belong to this category, and we need to be able to, to link everything because, because when the customer come to the website, they might be able to search for anything that they want. You know, that it, may, it might be a symptom, it might be a, a clinic that they're interested in, it might be the doctor itself that they know that they want to make appointments. So everything to, has to be like connected. So that's a really um, that's that's one hard job that we need to be able to figure out. Um, yeah, and then and then um, we code the front end from the design. Okay. And then you know we run we do all the testings. Yeah. And then we launch. Yeah. So that's the, the rough timeline. So my big question is: much as this can work in the private sector, can you ever see this happening in public sector in public hospitals? Well, can you can you see at some point there's an opportunity to work with government and roll this out? What do we need to do to leverage more communication between uh, you know, user experience design practitioners and government to really kick kick this on? Yeah. Um, so can I can I can I can I give my 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 examples for another industry? <laughs> So I work. I work for um, CEA, um, Creative Economy a- Agency, who um, who is running TCDC. If you know, um, previously it's called TCDC, but now it's CEA. So I design and develop um, the Design Weeks website for them. Um, so my so my first project with them is um, Shing Mai Design Week. I think back in um, twenty. 2018. So we so we are running um, website for three years now, um, and I understand why um, you know the user design met- methodology and all this like agile thing is can hardly happen with the public sector. It's because the why, yeah, I was going to ask why is that? It's because the process of um, it's a process of hiring vendors. It's a process of like selecting vendors, the process of um, the workflow, the procurement system, the and the way the project is structured. Right? Yeah. Because you need to be able to imagine from the start to the end. You know, like versus we do like 
um, user research, and then we, we develop from from what the user needs. We develop from um, our insights, our findings from from the research, and then we iterate that, and then we get the feedback, and then we we do this loop over and over. Right? Mm. And and we don't really like we cannot really like fully estimate when it will end because we might find you know, something new along the way. We might change our direction completely. And I think I think that's 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 one thing that kind of um, make it difficult for for the public sector to have um, a really nice and polished design. Perhaps we just need to be a little bit more innovative in terms of you know brands Thailand and trying to roll out these services mm-hmm. more of a public private partnership working mm-hmm. with departments in government who are, who are set up to facilitate uh, innovation. Wrong. Because there's just tears and tears and tears of bureaucracy in all government. Yeah. Um, but to actually you know get this thing moving and to ultimately uh, th- this is a cost saving exercise. Is it because there's not enough? No, no, no. Because 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 they decided to hire someone who don't have any experience designing user interface and user experience. Um, you know, some some software companies that I know. So. So when so when the government think about oh we need to hire someone to make a website you just go to the software house they just go to the software companies but not the design company right they don't they don't start with the design they start with the the architecture they they start with the the, the tech part yeah so um, that's why you know filing tax is so hard that's why um, many university websites still um, is like. It's like so difficult to to even understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Not even like use it, but yeah. like be able to like un- understand what's going on on a page. Yeah, it's just so hard. It's just so like yeah. mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, I hope this culture will change. There is a lot of talent in Bangkok, and, and in fact, Bangkok is becoming a center of user experience design excellence mm-hmm. in Asia Pacific. There are a number of large companies. I mean, there's you know. Mm-hmm. IBM are here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's, some, yeah. there's an enormous amount of talent here. I would really encourage companies to go out and try and build relationships with government and try and really, you know, kick on the value of design and what mm-hmm. can, it can offer in this public sector mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. It raises a really big question over um, PDPA, Personal Data Protection Act, which was due to come in May of last year mm-hmm. and was shelved for 12 months because of COVID. Um, there are enormous issues there. I mean, private hospitals itself, and how do we how do we actually you know make sure that uh, hospitals are PDPA compliant? Is that something that you're you're looking at and building into uh, the projects that you're working with? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So. So all our clients um, are now concerned with PDPA. So we just need to we just need to make sure that um, if they don't want their data to be to be kept or to, to be stored, they can they have the rights to you know to not um, to not accept uh, you know for example like trackings mm. and you know some um, some data collections. Um, that's it. It's, it's not it's not it's not a very a very a very, very big deal. Um, at this point for healthcare, um, unless we have a breach of information, that would be um, another um, level of circumstance yeah. that we need to um, mitigate. But in healthcare, we, we, 
we normally we don't have any you know lock-ins or any sensitive in, in information rather than um, accept the you know the symptoms of the of the patient so that's very like classified very important to to be kept safe mm-hmm. I think also uh, in addition to you know personal data there's also this uh, question about accessibility in 2017 there was a lawsuit in the US Domino's pizza faced about accessibility mm-hmm. uh, litigation. And Nike faced a similar lawsuit uh, about a complaint that their website lacked accessibility. You know, to, to avoid this, is, do you think industry is doing enough in Thailand to be uh, to be inclusive with with user yeah, experience yeah. design? I don't. I don't think no one has ever talked about accessibility in digital products in Thailand before. I mean, I, um, at least I hadn't heard about it um, since I came back from the US in like fifteen. Um, so in the U.S., it's, it's, it's a huge deal, right? If you don't, if you don't, um, if you don't allow um, disab- disabled people to be able to like equally access the website, with, yeah, perhaps people that don't have motor skills yeah, in their hands yeah. or are visually impaired, yeah. or you, you know, I mean, it's it's yeah, it's really important that yeah. we include these people. Yeah, is it is that I think in the U.S. You, you have you have a special title if you are, are a, um, a designer for accessibility. It's, it's a job there, but I don't I don't I don't hear it here. I mean we don't we don't have um, we don't have that much concerns about this you know disabled, and that's is quite sad. Do you think that's going to change? Over yeah, the next it's three to five change. years. It's going to change. Hmm. It's going to change um, because like the accessibility of tech. In disabled people are still like you know coming yeah um, um, versus in the U.S. you know every disabled person has you know they can they can use mobile phones pretty fluently mm-hmm. right even though those um, who are blind they can still use it because you know in all mobile phones in iOS and Android we have a, you know they they built a really decent system for uh, for those people to be able to like communicate yeah. Um, but I'm not sure, like, how many people in Thailand knows about it and be able to use it. Mm. There is a boundary between design and technology, but I think it's I think that boundary is becoming more blurred. Would Would you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and so every designer we hire in our company can code. Um, so, so what are what are the core skills that you're looking for? I think patience. Patience is the key um, for the success of learning, I think. Um, because no one has a no one's no one has an education that combines design technology in Thailand, right? We we have the design department, we have the technology department, engineering and whatnot. And um, no one has ever like bridged this gap, um, even though we we know that we need it even more. Perhaps there'll be a time where there is an industry association. I mean, we have Thai Gar for the graphic arts. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's uh, if it's the right time to actually have a kind of UX UI user experience industry association that could perhaps be be the voice of all of these companies, mm-hmm. and then you know potentially go to mm-hmm. go to government and, and and look at you know actually actually offer a different perspective on, on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. guess, I guess we'd like yeah, to see that. Yeah. 
because we don't have any any degrees or any official class in the in the university that offers user experience. So we are still like, you know, should we go left or go right? I mean, we don't have any um, pinnacle um, or pillars to, to hold on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the, the good opportunity if you if you can um, open this door and then um, build a structure that um, that will be the foundation for the next generation of the UX designers. That sounds like you're putting yourself up as a candidate to be the chairman of this association. Kunapon, thank you so much for talking to me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. society it starts from that I believe that our society we have many many a problem let's say like you know people like struggle with that the poor struggle with this or I believe that as a human and we all want to have a good life so the most single important thing for the UX it could change you know UX designer could 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 change that pushing the life to be better. So basically for me it's like a kind of like a big significant impact, you know. Yeah. U- UX UI is a fascinating <laughs> part of design practice and, and I I'm biased because I'm a designer and I believe it fits within the remit of designer and not tech. It's not technology. Uh, technologists would probably disagree with us. And there's a lot of analytical work that needs to go on. And in that sense, it's uh, UX UI as a design discipline relies a lot on the sciences and the social sciences. For example, data analysis and, and data collection. Um, that, how much, how much of that work do you, falls under your remit to work with technologists and look at data? Yeah, I think you in, in the part of UX, it it actually like relate to to data data science because you know let's say for SCB, if we have intention to like to make people, let's say we have a new project to encourage the user to, to, to save the money, right? We we not only like oh I'm gonna decide if this look nice that look not nice, but we, we, we try to think about like the back end, the data science that like a common area that UX need to work with, you know, that data scientists. Yeah. Mm. There's an assumption that that UX UI is just about app design, but it's 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 more than that, surely. Yeah. It, well, I would say this day it, it, it's like in the screen, in the digital, right? But but if you talk about UX, but actually for me UX is like everywhere. But right now we work in the modern world, so basically, yeah, people just like forgot on the screen on the application. But actually, UX it can be fan, you design a door, so so there is a UX in that as well. 
but right now we just like adapt that to, to, to the modern life. And how are you finding recruitment from an SCB point of view? Is it difficult to get talent to get UXUI skill or is it quite easy to, to recruit people in this area of specialization? I think everywhere like seeking for like a different UX that they want. Like let's say if I interview for other company they want someone that actually good on like a visual design but maybe here they're more like um, more like a, on a product design like who can think about the feature on the listener or something like that really. Tintananan, um, with your experience as a professional UX UI designer, what advice would you give final year students or students that have just graduated that are looking for UX UI as a career? I would say it's something that is good to to exploit because for me personally I don't think that UX UI is just like a one designer job it's not that narrow I think it, it is more about like your life let's say if you are a UX designer you you be you can be rational you can be logical you think about people's life you think about like oh what people struggle in these days so you can have fun that like oh people struggle with this so what if I create this to solve that so basically I feel like UX is not like just one job but it's like involve your life everywhere you go you when you drive when you drive you see the sign and you feel like oh the sign is like didn't um, doesn't communicate well so you're just like oh it would be better if you decide for the user like this because this and that so it, it's just like make you more logical, make you more rational in your life. So That's an interesting point. You were talking about, um, you, you know, driving or, you know, yeah. UX, UI, things that we see uh, in the public space. I think it's fair to say that government are not doing enough in this area, much as there is uh, a current economic um, initiative, um, the S-curve industries, uh, you know, big on technology to develop the future of Thailand. There is not enough. And what I have seen is not up to standard. How can we bridge this gap and how can we embed the technology more in public sector? I think actually the root of it, the root of it is like the empathy because if you don't empathize the user, because we have this thing in UA, I think we already know it's empathy map. Like it's just like your basic life. If you don't understand people you live with, if you, if you don't care them, if you don't have empathy about that, how much money you have, I think the product will not be that nice. I think the first thing that they need to do maybe empathize, care the feeling, just put yourself in user shoes mm. to feel the pain. So yeah, that is. I think that is a main point of it. I agree. I mean, I'm not. I'm not being critical of government. It's it's a huge undertaking to make make Thailand e-citizens, you know, yeah. to have e-self-service, it's, it's an enormous undertaking. Just question whether actually it's the design industry's fault for not being able to talk governmentees, you know, perhaps it's that. We have the skills and talent here, but there seems to, there seems to be a disconnect yeah. somehow. Okay, for me, I believe that everyone have the have a right and should voice out and the, the, the voice should be heard yeah if one day 
they actually the the government actually do do, do the work, actually care, actually hear, actually do their job or whatever. I don't know. Let's say one day the hospital would have like application for like book the doctor. That's a perfect example of a public-private yeah. model. But the thing is, in my opinion, I think if you are if you are one of like you know government and your your mom is sick but she can she can get she can get to the hospital easier than other people just because you know the, the maybe the social class or whatever I don't know but I what I'm trying to say is let's say if one day um, you are in the government part but your mom is like need to be equal to like queue up and use the app just like other people that day you will feel empathy you will feel the pain of you know the people so I just think like the problem maybe is not like only like oh why designer don't do their job like yeah everyone want to do the job but I would love to see that so perhaps the first step is to encourage more more human-centered research find out what are what are the requirements and needs of citizens and, and people before we start to make assumptions in building uh, UX UI technology for society I think like if you are like a designer you have an idea you, you want to do the research you do everything but if you don't get support from like funding or government that, that that is like the point like this is still the problem these days mm, mm. I remain skeptical about how real value can be delivered through UX UI and e-citizenship and I don't think we're doing enough inclusivity yeah the, the, the job of UX designer is a thing about um, the solution for, for for all the cases like okay you see your persona this persona is, is, is like a technology savvy this persona is not so you might need to come up with a solution for both you know because mm. you need to serve mm. all the users that you have researched And you can contact Kun Tananan through LinkedIn. Find out more about Kun Apon's Five Lab at their website, fivelab.co. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks to our guests for sharing their insights on user experience design and making change happen. To join our network of students, educators, and practitioners helping make sense of what's happening right now, as design evolves from making things to making things possible, go to designschool.asia. And consider joining our Making and Doing Facebook group where we exchange ideas about how design education and practice is responding to the social, cultural and economic challenges through intellectual engagement, technical skills and career development discussion. Making and Doing is produced by supervillain Dana Bluin. Join us at the same time next week. But until then, from me, Graham Newman, thanks for listening.